Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Well, hello. Wow, that's a little a little too creepy for this podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? This is your host, Tim Nadell from Saturday Morning Rewind, bringing you another amazing episode of the podcast. You know, the year is still 2015, so I thought it would be very fitting to bring in somebody from Back to the Future. No, not the movies, but the animated series from the early 90s. So for this episode, we have David Kaufman, who voiced Marty McFly. Whoa, Doc, this is my ticket to the major leagues. This is such an amazing episode, I think. Uh, David is super, super nice, and I'm not just saying that because he told me he's a fan of the podcast, and he's probably listening right now, but this really, really is a great episode. But yeah, 2015, can you guys believe it's already almost over? I can't. It's been a, it's been a crazy year. And uh, so I kind of want to look back and just thank the people that, you know, have become friends with this past year, um, whether we met in line at D23, or we met at Denny's during D23 in California, or... If it was during my local theater production of Pride and Prejudice, which we just wrapped up about a month ago, um, guys, thank you so much for all your love and support. It means the world to me. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being my friends. So this episode is for you guys, and uh, here's the 2016. But enough about the present. Let's go back in time. The year is 1991. This is the year that Dinosaurs first aired on ABC. And by the way, stay tuned for next month because I interview Earl Sinclair from the Dinosaurs TV show. You won't be so quick to mock the sacred document, which is always right here on the sacred bookshelf. Somewhere in this general sacred area. But 1991 is also the year that Terminator 2 was released in theaters. Hasta la vista, baby. And Everything I Do, I Do It For You was the number one song in the country. And I still This is also the year that the Back to the Future animated series first aired on TV. And without further ado, here's my interview with Martin McFly himself, David Kaufman. We're here to talk about Back to the Future. Yes. I'm assuming that you're like most of us and you're a fan of the original movies, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. For sure. Do you remember where you were when you first saw the first one? Oh, boy. So we, we've started, right? Yes, was... yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, where was I when I saw the first Back to the Future? I, um, I, I mean, I was I was here in Los Angeles. And I was I was working. I was actually working on a, a series at the time called Down to Earth. Um, 
um, that I worked on for about four years. Um, so I don't, I don't remember the exact time and uh, spot that I first saw the movie, but it, it was, you know, it was an event of, of yeah. that summer of 85. So um, I, I remember everybody being obsessed oh, with, yes. with Back to the Future. Absolutely. Now, this might make you sound a little old, make you feel a little old, but I was five when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, oh, it's, it's the first movie I remember ever watching. Really? Yeah. And so it's it's near dear to my heart. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. So wow, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the eighties, the eighties was a great decade for movies. Yeah, it really, it really was. was. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the early eighties through the the mid eighties. I, you know, even even the seventies, I think was a was a great decade yeah. for, for films too. Yeah. The eighties got a little more. It was sort of the Spielberg era. Got a little more adventuresome, um, a little more uh, uh, big action adventure kind of movies but um i i i miss those kind of movies yeah I, I feel like there was more event movies that everybody would look forward to together as a, as a, a, a and and that doesn't seem to be that as much i don't know if that's you know if the internet has sort of siphoned off some of that excitement um with you know everybody watching like kids watching three minute clips um so so easily nowadays but yeah um, I think it's because in the 80s, there's just originality just everywhere, just oozing out everywhere. Nowadays, we get revamps, reboots, uh, TV shows turn into movies. It's just not the same. Right, right. A lot of great original ideas yeah. that came out then. Exactly. Now, if there was one invention that you would like to have personally that was featured in either one of the uh, movies or the animated series itself, what invention would you like? Oh gosh! I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, it's but I, I just the time, the aspect of time traveling itself. Yeah. Um, that you know, that's something that people have been fascinated with. Uh, I, I'm sure for as long as as people have told stories, um, because it's the one. It's really like the one thing that we can't control, that we have no control over, mm. um, whether it's our own personal aging or um, missing people who were with us, our grandparents, or, um, or, or, or even looking into the future, wondering you know, what things are going to be like in the future. I can remember sitting, I, distinctly, vividly, I can remember sitting with my family when I was... 10 years old and thinking, Oh my gosh, the year 2000, what do you think life is going to be like in the year 2000? And how old am I going to be in the year 2000 dad? And, and I can remember that conversation like it was yesterday. And now that was 15 years yeah. ago. And it's, it's, it's weird. Time is a weird thing. And the idea of being able to kind of control that and go back and see people that we miss and look yep. into the future and see what's that, that, that would be amazing. And I don't know. They say, some people say that it's a possibility. I think having something to do with Einstein's theory of relativity okay. and space travel and light speed. And I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't quite understand <laughs> how it really, but, supposedly it it is a viable possibility although i don't see how but yeah 
Well, let's hope they turn well, it. I, let's let's hope they use a DeLorean if they yeah, ever make one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get attached to the animated series? Um, it was you know it was a really weird, um, random thing, and it's one of those things that like when people talk about being in the right place at the right time, um, it is this is a prime example of it. I. Um, you know, I've, I, I started out as an on-camera actor. I've, I've, that's the bulk of what I did stage and film and TV and, um, and, and, and still do that, um, as much as I can from time to time. Um, and, uh, but I was going on a, on a, an on-camera commercial edition at, at, at this time, this was in 1991 and yeah, it was 91. And, um, uh, I was doing a slew of on-camera commercials at the time. And I went into this audition, um, Danny Goldman, um, casting director, big commercial casting director at the time. Um, I walked into the office to go to a commercial audition. I walked by and I was like, Hey Danny, how's it going? Oh, Hey David. And, and I walked by and all of a sudden he popped his head out of his office and he goes, David, he goes, come here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he goes, um, say some of these lines. And he hands me the script and it's, I could tell it was back to the future because it was like doc. Blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. So I, I was like kind of laughing. I was like, Oh, and I threw out a couple of the lines. He goes, you, you uh, he goes, your voice, he goes, you have voice characteristics. He goes that I think if you dig into, you can very sound very Michael J. Fox ish. The irony was that I was getting cast in a lot of Michael J. Fox type hmm. commercials. They'd be looking for them. We need a Michael J. Fox type. Um, and you know, there's a, I, I similar ish kind of look and stuff and, um, expressions and voice expressions that we had, um, I guess. And so, um, I said, he goes, do you want to, you know, I want you to audition for this. I want you to read for this. Would you come in and, and read for this? And even though you're here for something else, I said, sure. So I went in and read for it. And next thing I know, my agent was calling me saying, um, you booked this animated nice. series of Back to the Future playing Marty. I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. So it was, it was a, a total fluky thing. I was in an audition for something else and they just called me in and like happened to see me. I, I who knows? I mean, it was just kind of I, one of those situations where it was meant to be, I guess. Um, nice. And it really got my voiceover career started because I had never really done any kind of animation or voiceover really up to that point. Um, it wasn't something that really was on my radar as opposed to other voiceover actors. Yeah. That that's They grew up, that's what they wanted to do was cartoons. It, 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 it kind of fell into my lap. And uh, Michael J. Fox, that's some pretty big shoes. Well, actually, not really in, in real life, probably. But uh, <laughs> I mean, his voice is, is Michael. <laughs> big shoes, but <laughs> his voice is well known by everybody around the world. So filling him in for him on the animated series would have been huge. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And um, they, they basic. I mean, I think that they were trying. I'm sure they were trying to get him. I think they were trying to get him to do yeah. the, the animated series. Um, but he was just, he was busy. He was just overwhelmed with other projects, I'm sure. Um, so the only, the only two cast members that committed to doing the show were Mary Steenburgen. Um, she was doing the show and Tom Wilson was playing Biff Mm -hmm. and 
Uh, Mary was up in Northern California. I think that they recorded her separately um, up okay. there. But Tom ca- actually came into session. Oh, so nice. I got to know Tom um, from our sessions in person, which was, was really fun. And we filmed it together as a cast. We just recorded the show from from top to finish, all sitting there together, um, which which isn't always done. And no. I love when it's done that way because you get a real sense of what everybody else is doing and gives you the ability to play off of other actors. And um, so, uh, but the rest of the cast, Dan Castellaneta played Doc and Josh Keaton was, um, was uh, Jules and um, Danny Mann um, filled in for a lot of peripheral characters and he's crazy and fun and, <laughs> Uh, it was really a, a really fun cast to work with every week. So working along next to Tom Wilson, um, were you ever like, oh, my God, that's that, that's that's Biff right there? It, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, that was really freaky. Yeah. There and, and and it wasn't just somebody who was really close to the voice. Mm-hmm. It yep. was like, Biff, <laughs> there's Biff. <laughs> He's there. Oh, um, wow. It really I do have to say it. It. It the nice thing about that is it helped me sink even more into, I, I mean, I don't know how exactly spot on my voice was for, for Michael's, but um, it definitely, I, I, I think I was able to sink completely into the, the spirit of the character of Marty and um, a, a lot of the vocal uh, expressions and, and idiosyncrasies that, that, that Michael's voice has, um, I was kind of able to tap into that. And, and yeah, you know, Biff being right there, it was fun in a way. I mean, I, I didn't audition for the original movie. Um, you know, not saying that I would have gotten it, but, um, I know it was originally, um, uh, not Michael. It was, Oh yeah. What was it? Um, God, and he's like listening to this going, I know. Oh, come on, guys. You can do it. You, you know who I am. From Mask. Yeah. Oh, God. Gosh. See. Uh, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's just going to listen to this and, and absolutely hate me that I'm, I'm blanking on his, his name. But um, but just for the sake of the, the podcast, I won't belabor it. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. And when uh, – so I, did, I didn't audition for it originally, but um, – but it, you know, it, it made me um, able to kind of feel like I somehow had a, got the chance to, to play Marty, which I did um, just voice wise. But I, being able to be a part of the Back to the Future um, saga in some way was was really exciting. Yeah. Oh, it was Eric Stoltz, by the way. Eric Stoltz, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, my gosh. How I know. Can- Remember Eric Stoltz? He's a great actor. <laughs> he is. So tell me about Dan Castellaneta. What is, what is he like working with? Oh my gosh, he's he's amazing. And that's you know, like I said, this was the first animated series I I ever did. It was my first real experience um, with animation and voiceover. Um, my first exposure to uh, the whole world of it. And I mean, wow, what an amazing, especially Dan Castellaneta and Danny Mann. The two of them had done so much um, prior to that. Um, And I learned so much from them about kind of 
committing and 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 and, and being risky in in voice choices and um you know I, I I got to play other peripheral characters on the show too which which kind of terrified me <laughs> at first because I was like oh they want me to play uh y- you know um. Incan number one in the in the episode where they're in the Amazon. Okay, David, you're gonna be, you're gonna you're doing Marty, but you're gonna be Incan number one. And I was like, uh, I am okay. <laughs> I gotta come up with a different <laughs> voice. Um, you know, and but watching them be fearless in their choices and just try things and knowing that hey, you know, I'm gonna try something and oh my gosh, that was terrible. That didn't work. And everybody just laughed and like, okay, let's come up with something else. What about this? And, um, uh, oh, you know, I, what about if I come up with a, a strange voice like this and I talk like, oh, that's, that's great. We love, okay, yeah, that'll work, that'll work. So it, it, it kind of enabled me to um, relax a little, learning from these guys who um, had so much experience um, and learning from them. It was, it was really cool. And what about any favorite memories of working on it? Do you have anything that really sticks out? Um, gosh, I, uh, maybe not in particular. I mean, I, there's a lot of, um, different thoughts and memories that go along with it. Um, Josh Keaton, who, who played Jules, he was a kid at the time. He was, I think I think I want to say Josh was like ten, maybe, and he's like he's he's a he's this grown guy now. He <laughs> he has he has uh, you know uh, two kids. He has he has a little girl and a brand new baby. Just now. so I, I I've seen him grow up. We're at the same voiceover agency now to this day, and I see him. And he's like this this guy, and it, it, so it, that's been kind of interesting again in the, in that whole respect of time. Um, so that, um, uh, Maria Estrada, who was the series, she ended up casting the series. She was, um, after Danny cast the pilot, she took over as the series casting director. Um, she voice directs me now on, um, a, a, a series called Goldie and Bear that I'm doing for Disney. Um, currently. Oh, okay. So, so I see her, so we have like, so, so, so we go way back together. Um, Kelly Ward, who voice directed me on Back to the Future, is now voice directing my son and uh-huh. my daughter, who are doing these little characters on a, a Disney series called Palace Pets. Okay. And so when I, you know, I showed up one day with my son playing this little character named Sultan. Uh, who's supposed to be Jasmine's little pet tiger cub. And I showed up and there's Kelly Ward. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Kelly. And, you know, so, you know, the pendulum's kind of, or the, the, the clock, I guess, has gone full circle with now I'm chauffeuring my son yeah. you know, to a session that Kelly is voice directing my son at. And so um, that's, that's, those are kind of cool things that, that, that we're all still out there working and we see each other from time to time. And, um, it's this, it was this little family, you know, for, for, for two seasons, two short seasons. Yep. Um, but it's sort of become this kind of little cult series, um, um, that, that we sort of all reminisce about when we see each other. Yeah, no, I, I think I was even 10 when it came out and I was obsessed with it. Of course I love back to the future. So that helped, but it was, yeah, it was yeah. really a good show. Yeah. 
yeah, I think they tr- stayed really true to the spirit of of the movies themselves. Um, the storylines were great. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a lot you can do with time travel, of course. So all the different episodes, the episodes in in Salem with the witchcraft uh, trials and mm-hmm. um, the the um, World War Two episodes where Marty's in the, you know, gets trapped and stuck into going into the army and has to ends up having to he's running from whoever i think biff was a, a mean sergeant in that one um or one of his relatives or whatever it was and and um uh he ends up having to sneak and pretend he's an andrew's sister to get it. so there, there was a lot of really fun clever um ideas in them uh, things that kids enjoyed but there were a lot of winks to adults to references yep. that the kids necessarily wouldn't get, but, but were fun, but, but adults got a kick out of them too. And I love how they finally came to their senses and released it on DVD a couple weeks ago. I know. It's so know. great. So great. Yeah. I, I have them on, um, I, I, I have them on VHS and, um, you know, I have this old VHS machine that I'll, I'll throw in and, and watch and I, I actually, I I have to get a, D, a set of DVDs for myself because yeah. the VHS are yeah. certain <laughs> Yeah, I actually ordered mine last week and it came, but it was, it looks like it was like trampled by elephants. It was smashed to pieces. And you so, kidding? yeah. And so I had to, oh. Amazon had to send me another one, which is coming today. So I haven't even had a chance to check it out yet, which is a shame because I really wanted to watch it again before the interview. Right, right. But did you, did you guys do anything for the DVD set as voice uh, actors? No, you know, um, no, no, I, not that I know of. I don't, I don't think anything was done. Huh. I mean, it's very possible that uh, maybe Bob Gale or or Bob Gale, I think, was m- the the most uh, connected. He was there usually at all the recording sessions. Um, I, Robert Zemeckis, I I know was creatively involved i don't I, I don't remember him necessarily being there at all the yeah. sessions but um they might have put some um background uh, on the dvd set or some commentary i'm not i'm not quite sure i'll have to because i have to order it myself and yeah <laughs> but it would have been fun to do yeah. that i'm surprised i didn't do that yeah yeah so i, I did read an interesting fact today i want to see if you knew this you know those build nigh things at the end of the each episode? Yes. I did not know that know that that is actually what sparked his own TV show. They they gave him his own TV show because of those segments. Yes, that's right. I I remember um when when they had the initial um uh party for for the uh for the screening party to to celebrate the uh the 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 episodes or the the show going on the air uh, at Universal. They had a big party and and a premiere party, so we all went to that. And I remember watching it and then seeing at the end of the episode this this like weird thing with like the science guy and he's doing this experiment. And I was just thinking like, who's this this weird guy? This is I mean, this is kind of cool for kids, but, yeah. but you know, it's so weird that they're kind of throwing this on the end. And then next thing I know, a couple of years later, I all of a sudden Bill Nye the science yeah. guy and he grabbed that and kind of ran with it and turned it into this character that everybody knows. And, and I, that, you know, how great it was good for him. Yeah. They, he, no, that was, that was, I, I loved the, his segments on your show. And then I loved Bill and the science guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's pretty much all I have for Back to the Future. Did you have anything that you're currently working on that you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, like I said, um, the the main thing that's going that I have going right now is um, this uh, series Goldie and Bear, which is really fun. I play Jack of Jack and the Beanstalk um, in that, and I play um, one of the Three Little Pigs as well. I, I play uh, Bricks. In that, and um, it's really fun. It's for it's for Disney Junior um, for little ones, but again, a few little winks and nods to to moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents mm-hmm. who who are watching as well. Um, a lot of um, all focused on the, uh, the 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 fairy tale world um, with Humpty Dumpty and um, uh, um, Goldilocks and and um, of course and um, the the three bears and. Uh, there's a lot of really fun, uh, fun stuff in that. And, um, so that's, that's, uh, the main thing I've been working on. My, my son actually plays, um, did an episode as little Jack Horner. So, uh, which, which is cute. So I've, I, I actually got to work on an episode with him. He's, that's he's cool. only eight and, um, um, uh, the, the, um, boy from, uh, Blackish, um, the little boy um, who plays the youngest son on Blackish plays Jack of Jack and Jill, and um, so there was there was a, there was an episode with all because in the fairy tale world, as people have sort of noticed, um, everybody's named Jack, so <laughs> Jack and the Beanstalk, and little Jack Horner, yeah. and Jack be nimble and. Uh, Jack Spratt and Jack and Jill, which I never even kind of made that connection. No, I didn't this, either. I know until this show. So they have a whole episode about all these kids being named Jack and they have the Jack club and um, they, they won't let Goldie join. But then, you know, of course there's a, there's a, a lesson to be learned in that and including everybody. And, but um, there's all these little boys who are Jack. And then I, you know, blessed or cursed, I don't know which with this voice that, can sound young that I have. Um, it, it works really well for, for animation. It doesn't work so well for like car, uh, commercial. Yeah. Voiceover. yeah. <laughs> I can't do those <laughs> Ranger <laughs> commercials too well. Um, but, uh, um, they, I, there was a song we had to sing and, um, we sang, I sang it. It was great. And then I ended up getting, um, an email about two weeks later saying, Hey David, you got to come back and we got to re-record this because the song as it was for all the boys was too low for them. So we have to hit pitch it a lot higher. So it's more right for them. So you're going to have to sing it about three or four steps higher. So I wow. was like, I was having to sing it. Oh it was, it was a little stressful, <laughs> but, um, but I did it. I got through it. All right. But you know, I just had to, squeeze on an extra tight pair of (laughs) (laughs) I did it oh my goodness wow (laughs) so um so that's been that's fun to work on I've been doing a lot of uh of um video game work and uh from time to time I'll go in and uh do some more work as um either Jimmy Olsen for the Superman animated series or uh um, some of the, um, Marvel Warner Brothers stuff is, uh, is, um, uh, the, um, the flame and, uh, 
it's characters like that that I've been that I do from time to time. So nice. Yeah. Keeping busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping busy for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, that's Davis. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a, a huge pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Your, your show's great. Well, I love, thank you. I love thank listening you. to <laughs> Can you have you end the episode as Marty? If you, oh, if yeah. you can. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see. How about, um, hey, Doc, I don't know what's going on, but I think we got to get into this time machine and get to 1995. Doc, this is crazy. Whoa. I see Biff. Doc, we got to go. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.